Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Mission Great Commission podcast. In today's episode, I will be playing for you a sermon that I preached at First Baptist in Litchfield on Sunday, August the 4th, entitled Imitate Perfection from Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Also, please know this, we have recorded several more episodes for the podcast, and I will be editing them in the days to come and posting them, hopefully more frequently for you. So thanks for listening, and we really appreciate you going on Facebook if you can, commenting on our posts, or sharing about our podcast. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy this podcast episode. So we've read our main passage this morning, and let's gain a little background on the author and the book of Ephesians that leads us up to Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Ephesians 5 itself is a power-packed chapter that gives us instructions on Christian living, living in the light and not in the darkness, being consistent in living the Christian life, and also instructions to wives and husbands, all in one chapter. But why these particular instructions that we read today? What led the author to these points? Let's briefly learn about the background of this book. The book of Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul around the year 60 during his second imprisonment. This book was written to promote unity in Christ to the church in Ephesus. Ephesians is the first of Paul's books to discuss Christ being over all things, the lordship of Jesus Christ. It emphasized the victory that we as believers already hold in the name of Jesus. The book of Ephesians has the most distinct and detailed vision for the church of all of his writings. And finally, the book of Ephesians has the most detailed study on spiritual warfare in the New Testament. As a believer in Christ, you cannot overlook the impact of God's work through Paul to our faith. After encountering the risen Jesus on the road to Damascus, Saul of Tarsus became the outstanding missionary, theologian, and writer of the early church. He was a central figure in both New Testament and the history of Christianity itself. He wrote 13 letters of the Bible that compromise almost one-fourth of the New Testament, and he is the most influential interpreter of the teachings of Christ and the significance of his life, death, and resurrection. So how did we arrive at Ephesians 5, 1, 2? Ephesians 1 teaches us about our spiritual blessings in Christ. Ephesians 2 talks about who we were before Christ and who we are with him. Ephesians 3, Paul shares about his ministry and encourages us to have unity. And Ephesians 4 Paul teaches us about living as children of light of God. All of that leads us to Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Note that Paul began our scripture reading this morning with the word, therefore. Why is that? Well, Paul was teaching us so much in chapter 4 that culminates the beginning of chapter 5. Our main passage today that we just read is a climax to the teachings in Ephesians 4. In chapter 4, Paul is teaching the church specifically to walk with Christ and stand for him. 
In chapter four alone, Paul uses the word walk five times and the word stand three times. Paul was teaching the church and is teaching us today about walking with Christ and standing for him. Uh, In all of these teachings, Paul begins chapter five with therefore. Therefore, because of these things, the equation of chapter one plus chapter two plus chapter three plus chapter four is beginning to have a solution. The problem is about to be solved, which leads us to point number one. Point number one, to imitate perfection, we should imitate and replicate God's ways in our lives. We should replicate God's ways in our lives. In our passage in Ephesians 1, we were reminded to be imitators of God as dearly loved children. We are to replicate his ways. We are told to imitate God as dearly loved children, but how did we become his children? Paul answered this already in Ephesians 1 by saying, he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself according to his favor and will. That's Ephesians 1.5. God adopted us. He made us his sons and daughters. He sent the spirit of God the spirit of his son into our hearts, enabling us to cry out, Abba, Father. And as his sons or daughters, God has given us the church, a family of brothers and sisters. And we are so thankful for that. We are to replicate God in all of our ways. I can remember growing up as a young boy in grade school, imitating a man by the name of Boyce Fleener. Boyce Fleener uh, Fleener was the lead singer of the Crossman Quartet, and later he was my high school band director. But I was friends with his son, and as young kids, we would find ourselves at countless gospel music events with Boyce singing. This one time he sang, I remember this vividly, I was under the pew, probably like pretending to be an army guy or something, and we were very disruptive, I'm sure. But this one time, I remember looking up and going, what is he wearing? That is awesome. He had a white suit, a white dress shirt, a pink tie, and white dress shoes. Who can do that? Boyce did that. And I remember that to this day. I'll never wear something like that, but he pulled it off really well. He had a big influence on me. He was a big guy with a larger-than-life personality. And after getting their latest cassette tape, um, let's see, students, uh, cassette tape was prior to uh, CDs. Okay, Uh, and CDs were prior to digital music like you know it today, just to explain that to you all. I would get the latest cassette tape, I would go home, close my door, push play on the cassette, grab my hairbrush to use as a microphone and pretend to be Boyce Fleener for the whole cassette tape. I would want to imitate Boyce and try to imitate him and replicate his ways into my life so much that I went on to study music and sing in churches. And for a spell, I sang with him in his quartet. Boyce gave me an example that still impacts me to this day, but 
the impact that Jesus made in our life is so much more. It's so much stronger and everlasting. 1 Peter 2, 21 reminds us, for you were called to this because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. In the first part of our scripture passage, we're charged to imitate or replicate God. And in the second part, Paul explains how we accomplish that charge. Point two, we replicate God's ways in our life by loving others like Jesus loves us. By loving others others like Jesus loves us. Look again at our main passage, Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Here it is. And walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself up for us. Paul moves to the cross of Christ in verse 2 to talk about love. Do you see that? To understand the Father's love more clearly, we need to look at Christ, who is the ultimate imitator of the Father. Church, we are called to live like Jesus everywhere we are, for everywhere we go needs the love of Christ Jesus. When our church isn't focused on Jesus, our church is broken, and our church needs the love of Jesus. When our city is not focused on Jesus, our city is broken and our city needs the love of Jesus. When our county isn't focused on Jesus, our county needs the love of Jesus. When our country isn't focused on Jesus, our country is broken and our country needs the love of Jesus. Hear these words. The Greek word for Christian means little Christ. I love this. The believer's lifestyle in that day was so clear and unmistakable that the name little Christ was assigned to them. This wasn't a proclamation that they said, this is who we are, deal with it. The people gave them that name of little Christ. In his book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis wrote, every Christian is to become a little Christ. The whole purpose of becoming a Christian is simply nothing else. Christians, the reflection of love from the Father shines through us if we allow it. We sing about that a moment ago. Shine your light and let the whole world see. If our focus is his focus, if our preferences are his purposes, then the light of the Father will shine through us. We are to shine like a city on a hill. The Gospel of Matthew teaches in chapter 5, saying, You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, hear this, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. 
love others like Jesus loves us. Well, how do we love like Jesus? Have you ever thought about that? We forgive, we submit, we teach the truth in love, we sacrifice, we emulate all of the things Jesus did and does for us on a daily basis. But how do we apply these things to our life? That's all great. The points are good, and I understand where you're going, but but what does that mean to me? How do I apply what you are teaching to my life? How do we take these passages and equip themselves to who we are? Here's our application point. Point number three, we imitate God and we love like Jesus through discipleship. We imitate God and love like Jesus through discipleship. As your pastor of worship and discipleship, I would be remiss if I did not remind you of the ways that we teach and practice discipleship here at First Baptist. Before we step into that, let's answer this for those who may not know. If I asked you to define the word discipleship, could you? I attended a conference one time where Tony Evans brought a message, and within it, Dr. Evans says that discipleship is the generational replication of Jesus Christ. Do you get that? The generational replication of Jesus Christ. He also noted that discipleship involves an apprenticeship, and when the apprentice or a student is brought toward a particular goal, the word disciple itself means learner. It refers to a student who follows the teachings and patterns of another so closely that the student becomes almost a clone of the teacher. Under the umbrella of discipleship, this is how we practice discipleship. First, we practice discipleship intentionally. We practice discipleship Intentionally. We become intentional about our relationship with Jesus when we work daily to improve our relationship with Jesus. Let me say that again. We become intentional about our relationship with Jesus when we work daily to improve our relationship with Jesus. And we improve our relationship with Jesus when we read his word and pray every single day. We become intentional about our relationship with Jesus when we authentically seek his face through spiritual disciplines such as Bible intake and prayer. And I can kind of feel it off the glares of your eyes to my face back up here. You're like, I've heard it. That's so cliche. I get it. Read my Bible, check, pray, check. But are you doing it? Have you tried it? Is it easy for you? Is it easy for you to maintain that discipline, to to study his word and pray every day? Don Whitney, author of Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, wrote, the most critical discipline is the intake of God's word. No factor is more influential in making us more like the Son of God than the Spirit of God working through the Word of God. 
Do you intentionally read God's word daily? Do you meditate on its truth? Get this, a USA Today poll showed that only 11% of Americans read the Bible every day. 11%. More than half read it less than once a month or never at all. We practice discipleship intentionally. Our intentionality not only comes with being intentional in his word, but we want to be intentional on being a disciple and also making disciples. We want discipleship to be a vibrant ministry in our church and in our personal lives. Christ calls us to discipleship in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission when he says, therefore go and make disciples. Next, we practice discipleship educationally. Educationally, as Christians at First Baptist, we have ample opportunity to increase our biblical knowledge of Christ through the application of educational discipleship ministries on this campus. First, every morning at 8:40, every Sunday morning at 8:45 a.m., we educate ourselves through Sunday morning Sunday school classes led by gifted leaders in all age groups who faithfully serve and give of their time and talents each week to share the life, love, and message of Jesus. Also on Wednesday nights through the school year, we have classes for all age groups that equip us and build us up to teach us about who Jesus is and what he has done for us in our Wednesday night connect classes, are you attending those two areas of discipleship that we offer each week as a church? We disciple intentionally, we disciple educationally, and finally, we, we disciple dis- relationally. We disciple, disciple relationally. We have many ways to grow in relationships, and the first relationship we grow in is our individual relationship with Christ. Secondly, we seek growth in relationships with one another as a horizontal and a vertical view of relationships. The church is all about relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and our relationship with the lost. Building relationships through discipleship takes time. As a disciple who disciples other, your ministry uh, who disciples others, your ministry plan will be a challenge. Sometimes it's going to go well. Sometimes it's not going to go go well, and sometimes it's going to be messy, and it won't be perfect as you or your disciple isn't perfect. Remember our main passage, Ephesians 5, when it states, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. We as children of God should seek him for his fatherly wisdom and guidance. But we fail so often, and I think here's the problem. If we attempt to use the sermon title as a, as a play on words, kind of tongue in cheek, we realize that imitating perfection isn't easy. And truthfully, We'll never get it right, this side of heaven. Christian author Sally Clarkson wrote, if Jesus himself had trouble getting through to his disciples, even with miracles, 
We human parents shouldn't be surprised when the process of training our children hits some difficulties. No parent said amen there. I thought there would be several. Listen to this. The thought that though we are called to imitate perfection and the realization that we won't ever achieve it this side of heaven leads to this conclusion. If we are to imitate perfection in Christ and we do so in discipleship and we understand discipleship is a process and we know that with a process things will be messy at times, that's when we find ourselves thankful for something called grace. I try to teach my kids about grace and and as I do so, God teaches me about grace. He reminds me about the grace that he has shown me in my own life. Maybe you've heard this before. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. And the truth is grace should never cease to amaze us. God has an absolute, pure, and holy standard of justice. That's why we cling with all of our might to the merit of Jesus Christ. He alone has the merit to satisfy the demands of God's justice, and he gives it freely to us. We haven't merited it, and there's nothing in us that elicits the Lord's favor that leads to our justification. It's pure grace. That's all it is. And the more we understand what God has done for us as sinners, the more willing we should be to do whatever he requires and go wherever he leads. When we truly understand grace, when we see that God only owes us wrath but has provided Christ's merit to cover our demerit, then everything changes. Christ loved us. He gave himself up for us as a sacrificial and fragrant offering Replicate God's ways. Love others like Jesus loves us. Imitate God and love like Jesus through discipleship. Be imitators of God. Billy Graham wrote these words. Consider this, there are three of you. There is the person you think you are, the person others think you are, and the person God knows you are and can be through Christ. Which version are you imitating? Remember, we are all imitating someone. Are you imitating someone else? Or are you just like your heavenly Father?